Why, hello, friends. What is this? What is this popping up in my podcast feed on a Wednesday? I am sure you're asking yourself. Well, this is a little bonus edition of the Mark Claire Show. A few weeks ago, I invited my friend Pete Quinones of the Pete Quinones Show to discuss the Netflix series Ancient Apocalypse. Now, this was a live stream specifically for supporters of both of our shows. Of course, you can support The Mark Claire Show in many different ways. You can support on Patreon, on Subscribestar, on Rockfin. Uh, we did this exclusively for those supporters. Uh, well, it's not so exclusive now. We decided after a couple weeks, uh, you know, this is the show we're going to be discussing, Agent Apocalypse. It's been pretty big. Uh, a lot of people in our circles are talking about it. So we figured this might be a good opportunity to give you guys a little sneak peek behind both of our paywalls at the kind of content you get. And this got such a great response from our supporters. Um, I'm not going to sign Pete up for, for, for him here, for himself here. Uh, but there's a decent chance we'll be doing some stuff like this again in the future uh, when there is something that warrants it because it really did get a great response. So so without further ado, I present to you my discussion about Ancient Apocalypse with Pink and Jonas. What's up, Mark? How you What's doing? What's going on, man? I'm doing well. You know, when you you uh, said on one of your private, uh, private episodes, um, yeah, somebody should, should get on there and break it down. And I'm like, eh, maybe we won't break it. You said maybe we won't break it down. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to be more accurate. Here. Yeah. Maybe we won't break it down uh, methodically because uh, we're chilling. We're in chill mode. We don't have notes. We're just going to riff a little bit about the show. But it's pretty appropriate that you be the one doing this with me, actually, because the what inspired me to watch it, I already knew. I didn't know about the show yet, but you, I don't know if it was a tweet or a group chat. I get all this stuff mixed up now, but uh, you said I just watched Graham Hancock's Ancient Apocalypse and it was awesome. So I said, okay, well, if Pete's in and I love Graham Hancock, so let's check this thing out. Um, so before we get into the show itself, just want to get your background on all of this ancient apocalypse, ancient, ancient, weird mystery type stuff. How long have you been sort of into this stuff in, in your own personal uh, interests? When the original show ancient aliens dropped i was like all over it right from the first episode uh, was that like mid-2000s at this point it's been yeah, a while right yeah it's been, i feel like yeah. it's season 17 or something like that yeah I, I i tried to look at the episode titles recently and i couldn't get anything out of it i didn't know what they were talking I think, about. yeah i think they gave up <laughs> but the uh but and you know i I was really interested by it. And, you know, I was looking at these megalithic structures and just like, what the hell, man? How did they do this? And, you know, I don't know that I bought into the aliens thing because I mean, it's just hard to, um, you know, hard to give up your, what you've been programmed to believe and everything. But, um, the one thing when, I learned about Gobekli Tepe that like blew, I mean, m my head exploded because I was very familiar with Stonehenge and they said that Stonehenge 3000 years old, 4000 years old. And you look at Stonehenge and you're like, okay, it looks like some big kids made this. <laughs> yeah. Stonehenge is so unimpressive when you get into some of this other shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you get, so go Beckley, I learned about Gobekli Tepe and the mainstream archaeologists actually admit, I mean, don't deny that it's, you know, 11,600, 12,000 years old. And I'm like, well, this changes everything. And then you see it. 
and, and they act like it doesn't is the weird the weird thing like the mainstream archaeologists and scientists or whatever they act like it doesn't change anything it's just uh, yeah yeah i guess they built these hunter gatherers randomly built this structure for no reason and didn't even like you know have domesticated animals or farming techniques yet but they decided to take some time to build this, this gigantic structure nine thousand years before they say they built stonehenge and that was supposed to be like mind-blowing engineering so it's like what yeah and so this is june 2011 national geographic on the cover nice we got props um, i like it is gobekli tepe and it's like 20 pages in here and i just went through it uh reading about it and i was just like well i mean if the if the dating on this is right and then i'm looking at the reliefs on the stones and um you're seeing snakes you're seeing just these animals that i'm not even really sure are indigenous to the area i'm like there's something really weird going on when they could do this, you know, 12,000 years ago, right after an ice age. And Stonehenge looks like, literally looks like retards made it. I'm like, <laughs> this, I'm like, well, this has to be looked into. And then you find out about like Darren Kuyu and the you know, underground, basically underground cities. And you're just like, okay, well, someone had to make these and who made these? <laughs> do you do you think they like because I remember growing up like Stonehenge is the one that you saw like learn about almost like in school or it's the one you hear about everywhere. Do you think they almost put like the lamest one out there as the one they talk about so much to to dumb these theories down a little bit to be like, yeah, yeah, sure. A few thousand years ago, some guys put some big rocks up. We're not really even sure where they got them, but yeah, it's not that crazy. But then it's like if you actually look into the, the bigger structures, like some of the stuff in Mexico and Indonesia, go Blacky Tepe, like then it's it. Those are like game changer stonehenge is more just like oh i wonder how they put those up but then it's not a game changer but these really are and yet we know about all of this stuff simultaneously why do we always hear about stonehenge like stonehenge stonehenge stonehenge, stonehenge. it's almost like stonehenge is like the limited hangout <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what it's like yes they're yeah. like yes we can entertain this stuff here's the prime example of these weird theories and then that's kind of like as far as you go with it that's that's a good way to put it yeah, and yeah. Th- then you hear all these stories of how, um, like, caves in the um, in the American Southwest that they would have survived the uh, that. Well, that, well, the stories go that these really tall people creatures led men down into there to survive the last ice age. And you know, there's when it comes to myth, there's always there's some truth in it. You know, there, there's going to be, there, there's a kernel of truth in it. So it really makes you start thinking it's like, okay, so sure. Maybe the, the natives to this land 12,000 years ago were very small. And these were these explorers, these people that Graham Hancock theorizes about, maybe they were taller race or something like that. And it, it really seems like, and another one that really killed me that uh, now I'm just going to start throwing out everything. Yeah, just let's is, just go balls to the wall here. We don't need to organize is, this in any way. It's all the obelisks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm basically on every continent. And, you know, I've heard rumors that they <laughs> they appear on Antarctica as well. So it's like... <laughs> Who, what is this? You know, and I, you know, I've seen, heard all the theories about how it was a global, um, 
they had power and these they generated power things like that no one can prove that i mean there's no there's no way to prove that but yeah, you see you see pictures sometimes this is, there's a lot of this in the tartaria type conversation where yeah, you yeah. see like these things are like ancient battery i'm like well i mean i could imagine that being an ancient battery but I, you're you're kind of just imagining that it is too so you know while i find some of that stuff fascinating I, i've never seen anything that's like oh this is evidence that they had electricity yeah, the Tartaria thing is another friggin' rabbit hole, man. I mean, yeah. it's like, I remember, this is like a primer to even thinking about Tartaria. Like, this yeah, is yeah. like this is like your not limited hangout, but it's like your intro course. You know, it's like your Ron Paul is your first introduction to politics. He blows your mind, but you might go deeper later on too. Yeah, I remember when I was really digging into Tartaria. I like got. Like at two o'clock in the morning, I DM, <laughs> I DM there. pause, and I'm like, well, you "Tell me what you shit? know about Tartaria." <laughs> it's like, how much time you got? Let's hop on a call. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, just to what he puts out there in the documentary in the eight episodes, um, there were a few things new. Um, the the one in uh, Indonesia and the first one, I had not seen that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the for the most part, I had seen a lot of those. I knew about Malta. Um, I knew the theory of the land bridge. Uh, with Gunung Padang is the uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's how you read it in my brain as the Indonesian one, which, yeah, I, that, this show is the first time I had really maybe it was mentioned in one of those books because I've read a couple of them, but I don't I don't recall it. Yeah, the uh, and it is really interesting that the entrance to it, you step over that snake. Yeah, the snake that's carved in. And it's like that's. Uh, quite the uh, initiation almost it it really seems like a kind of initiation kind of thing and then everywhere else you go there's a snake and all over the world and it's just like all right well what is this you know and i think hancock does a really good job of uh trying to nail down exactly what uh ancients would have related to a snake especially with what you see in the sky yeah and i i think well we'll, we'll kind of circle back to that that theory about the, the snake in the sky and all this stuff because i have many different thoughts on on where where that what that can mean and what it can mean from the literal to the very not literal but um i think graham hancock's presentation is kind of like i could show this guy to my grandma and she might kind of be interested in it whereas you know you send grandma some tartaria videos like i don't know what's gonna happen to grandma but you know she's like he's like as as much as you could get a mainstream person interested in them stuff this stuff without without scaring them away at you know in fear of diving into crazy land where we all live sometimes uh, i think he's about as good as you can get on that yeah, it, it, it was wild the first time I like looked in Tartaria, and I um I I went to New York, and I'm looking at the uh, looking at the buildings. Yeah, and you see that there are buildings where the windows, you know, are ba- halfway at the the, uh, the si- sidewalk, and you're like, what the? Wait a minute, what? Okay, this kind of makes sense, but I, I think no. it was you and Bird I heard talking about this on a, on a podcast once. That's where I yeah, first yeah. started getting into it myself. And when you, when you guys said that, because I, I grew up going to New York City all the time, it suddenly like it brought all these flashback memories of the, this type of windows that I had seen as a kid, but just never thought about deeply because you're just a kid and you're like, ah, oh, there's a window. But now I suddenly had this image in my mind of all the unless it was a Mandela affected into me by you guys, it's a whole other rabbit hole. But um, you know, I, I instantly like had these images of seeing all these windows, and then. We, 
um, my wife and I were there a, a couple uh, months ago and uh, to, like we saw a few of them. And I was like pointing them out. I'm like, so what is what's up? Why would this be built this way? Why would you build a window that is half underground? And it cl- clearly it's not like it's not like you can say it was a small window. Like it's clearly just the top of what was a larger window. And you do see this. Uh, you can see these in different parts of New York City for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, initially I, it was the ancient aliens series. that really sent me down the rabbit hole on this and what brought me out of the, the aliens part of the rabbit hole was just basically looking at the seeing, well, hearing Graham Hancock's theory. Cause I've heard it, you know, I've heard his theory for years now and just knowing how, you know, the pyra- how there's pyramids on every, um, on every continent. And, Including maybe Antarctica once again. Oh, I've, I've, I've swear I've seen a picture. <laughs> yeah. So. There, there's mountains that some people say are pyramids that other like mainstream scientists would say, well, that's, we don't know if that's a pyramid. Well, the, the Balkan pyramids seem to be the ones that are buried seem to be the ones that, um, might be the biggest pyramids in the world. And they're still trying to dig those out. And they're still trying to figure out if they're pyramids or not. But it seems like they've been uh, clearly um, identified as pyramids, especially since they have sh- they've found the shafts. You know, there are many shafts into mountains in the you know in the middle in that section of the world, um, and especially mountains that are shaped like pyramids. So, mm-hmm. uh, I know the Mexican pyramids are just unbelievably huge just i mean yeah i had been to to uh, teotihuacan and uh, a couple other of the of the mexican pyramids before but this one i hadn't been to but i my wife now one thing that is cool about mexican school apparently is they go to like like field trips to like all these ancient sites like we just go to museums they actually go to these things so she's like she had been to this growing up and then also you know with her son before so but she said yeah it's it's, it's crazy because you can actually go into like some of these underground chambers and i think they, they show some of this in the show too but then there's these other chambers like you can't even go to like it just goes deeper and deeper and then with all the the imaging they have they can see that there's it's just it's just layers upon layers and layers it's like it's like it's not just this one structure which in itself would be mind-blowing it's like generations of, of building on top of each other yeah and then you think about all the the buried things and even at um go back Tepe, apparently uh, most of it is still buried and it, and right from the start from the first time i heard of go back it was it was buried on purpose it was hidden it, it wasn't lost to um lost to the elements like um like the Sphinx was. I mean, the Sphinx had to be buried, had to be um, dug out at one point, and it was buried. And it, I think it's a. It, it is actually a really good question as to um, why it it was it surfaced at this time, because I mean, from what I've from what I understand, we're about ready for another global kind of climate thing. <laughs> and this is, um, this is hard. This is conspiracy theory, climate change. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe these idiots know something about it because they do probably have access to the scrolls from the library of Alexandria. But, um, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is their way of surviving it themselves. I mean, it seems like they've 
done a really good job in the last couple of years of looting everything that they possibly can. Uh, maybe this is for some purpose. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's interesting because, you know, there are no coincidences. So it, it may not be a coincidence that this dialogue is in the public sphere more than in the last generations, like that these sites have become uncovered. Um, mm-hmm. I, one thing I... Oh, we, may as, we may as well just since we're, we're not going to break this down in any necessarily organized way, we may as well dive right right into theories of, of what, you know, because I have my own thoughts and then we can look at like how some of the stuff like, you know, fits into certain biblical texts or what have you. But um, I used to be really into the ancient aliens thing, too. And I, I still am like it's interesting to watch. But now it's kind of like each episode, there's like 10 percent interesting actual information and and 90 percent. And here's why it's aliens with really no, you know, just it's basically we can't explain it. Therefore, aliens. And, and that right, sums yeah. up the every argument. Uh, whereas Graham Hancock, he's actually distanced himself from the ancient aliens people. I think one of the intro in the interest of one of his books, I think it was Magicians of the Gods. He had a whole spiel. He's like, a lot of people love me with these guys. Like, I never say aliens. I've never said aliens. I actually don't think it's aliens. I think it's a highly advanced human civilization. So he's very much like on the again in in this realm, he's about as grounded as you can get in terms of of how low key his theories are. You know, he's just saying it's a kind of smarter humans, basically. And and then then a lot of this myth and tied into this this cataclysm event. So that that really is the Hancock slash I guess slash Randall Carlson. Um, after like six episodes of just giving us some examples, like towards the end, the last two episodes is where they really do get into like the full theory and they just kind of lay it out there. And I, I kind of like the the way the show was laid out because it it comes across in the beginning more just like a very standard national geographic like here's some amazing sites how do they do this and then he does kind of swoop in and just try to give the grand unifying theory and when you have the background of seeing all the similarities from all those sites it does kind of click it's like all right i i can see where he's coming from here but well maybe maybe i'll let you take it away since i feel like i've talked to for a while now um what how would you sum up basically what what graham hancock's theory is about why these ancient structures exist and take it from where, you know, wherever you want from there, we can get into the, the serpent stuff or, or what have you. Well, I think he's, he's looking at the, the cataclysm that happened and, you know, when humans undergo something, anything special, anything memorable, um, they memorialize it in some way, you know, whether, I mean, in sports, it's a trophy. So, I think what he's saying basically is, is that there were, there was this group that there was this advanced civilization before. Now he doesn't talk about whether you know, they had the kind of technology they may have had before. Um, and that may have been destroyed by, by the uh, younger Dryas, but it seems like they survived it and they went, I guess his theory is that they went around to different places on the globe and helped people to set up certain, like a a dual purpose of creating these structures that could memorialize what had happened. And at the same time, look towards the future because it's going to happen again. And then I'm, I, they disappeared. 
they became the politicians that rule over us now. <laughs> yeah, are they? I mean, they the Illuminati. Yeah, this I mean, is where the the fun theorizing you know can take you yeah. in in a, in a whole lot of different directions because you know you could look at these stories if you take them on like the Graham Hancock kind of surface level as a simple sort of. Uh, explanation of the flood myth that we see in the Bible, in ancient Indian texts, and literally, and literally, there's not one that doesn't have the flood myth. So perhaps that myth, that myth is really just a memorialization of an actual flood that did occur in some way. Um, so that, I mean, that, and that to me, that just like legitimate legitimizes a lot of the stuff, a lot of the, especially because it does sort of time with what other scientific theories might say about possibly a comet coming by. And that's where we, that's where we gets one way you could tie in the snake stuff. So you could look at them as saviors of mankind or that, that tried to rebuild mankind after a cataclysm where I sometimes get mixed up is like, you know, is it, did they build these to, to, communicate with gods about how to protect themselves from a cataclysm were they because it seems like there's almost like um generations that go by sometimes like you can almost see many cataclysms along the way where new structures are built and new structures are built on top um so i i'm just and this is the kind of stuff that it's it's all theory really because uh, you know my guess is as good as anybody else's but it really does get me thinking about you know the nature of these these serpent type gods or whatever you want to call them are these just nice guys bringing science around or is there something a little more sinister well you also have to wonder whether it was carried over from the old civilization um these ideas of the gods in the sky or if it was taught afterwards and you know by this this civilization that um hancock talks about the purpose of it, I mean, I think a lot of people would say the purpose of the um, you know, the purpose of religion is control. Is you know they invented it so that they can control people. Whether you're going to go to hell, you're going to this, that, whatever. And did they bring that? Did they bring that with them? Did it? Is that what was? Was it some kind of religion they were trying to foist upon? the survivors to create a different kind of world than the old, than the world before the younger dries. I mean, mm-hmm. is there are some really good ideas there, but it does def it definitely looks like, I mean, especially when you look at Gobekli Tepe, which that one, and how do you pronounce the one in Malta again? Oh, the Malta one. Jeez. I don't know. Maybe I'll find it in a second. I think Malta was like episode five or six. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's wild is the point. Yeah, it's <laughs> so yeah, oh there it is. Let's see. Uh, it doesn't put it there, but yeah, when you when you look at these structures, you you know the question is is are they there to protect or are they there to I mean to teach people to worship? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what do we know? How much do we know about worship before the younger Dryas? I mean, it's really not a lot. So much has been destroyed. Um, but the um, oh, one of the things I wanted to mention with the that was on the show was the very the very last thing that they did in episode eight was when they went down to the southwest and they were looking at the um, the line there the um, 
that would have been what looked like in the sediment a black line that that points towards um, some kind of cataclysm that had covered, whether it be you know the impact from a meteor or something like that that had rested in the um, that there was a layer there of it. Um, That's interesting because the you're you're always going to you're always going to have evidence of a um of a cataclysm but the problem is is that ca- evidence of cataclysms has been hidden and lied about like um the grand canyon is probably the prime example yeah look it's, at the thing i mean the, yeah that river that runs through it just bored out basically over what billions of years that's horseshit and you know what you know what proved that was horseshit Mount St. Helens. When Mount St. Helens erupted, the lava flows created canyons mm-hmm. in a day. Yep. In a day. So, and from what I've heard that those And that's canyons, just a, a teensy little volcano. Imagine something yeah. globally catastrophic. Yeah. And um I saw flying into Seattle, I actually saw Mount St. Helens and that's the one side is gone. It's just absolutely amazing. But the the um those canyons, it's funny, is I, I had read one report that said they were 140th the size of the Grand Canyon. And um, that it flew, it, it, um, it, I think the flow was for about a day. And when you think of the, the flood narratives of 40 days and everything, it's very, it's very interesting. It definitely gets the, uh, conspiratorial wheels turning in if you if you're um what is it ezekiel or isaiah in all sorts of directions <laughs> yeah well i mean let's just keep diving then because i mean i brought this up because the show was on my mind when i talked to father turbo qualls last week and i i brought up this idea of like who were these ancient people worshiping with all these structures um you know who are these like the nephilim and because we're talking about the book of enoch and he kind of he kind of <clears throat> threw me for a twist he said i said do you think that these are what are being described in the book of enoch he said no no, I don't think so. I know so. So he, I mean, he, and then he, he kind of de- detailed like, like, yeah, like those are these were the old gods. Like these were these were like the old gods that are being worshipped in new ways today. Gods like Ishtar, um, or Baal, or Baal. I never, I never, I never how to pronounce it. So uh, sorry, but um, you know, and these are gods that were being seen, seeing, being worshipped in our culture. Like transgenderism was a sacrifice to Ishtar, and and now look at what we're seeing. Um, you know, I think like. Sacrificing children was a sacrifice to Moloch. Like, look at what we're seeing. So it's it's like this this is playing out again. So if you wanted to look at it from a strictly biblical aspect, you certainly could as well. Now, maybe I don't know if the science works out. Uh, biblical times with uh, the younger Trias times, probably not exactly. But uh, it, it it is interesting, especially when you think of it in the context of at some point, it seems like some of these civilizations were protecting themselves from cataclysm. So perhaps it, it was a, cycl- a cyclical thing. Thing. they had knowledge of it knowledge of it was passed down and to those it was passed down to part of the reason these structures are underground is because it's also a way to survive yeah and you really have to ask who you know who was given what information um because you know we saw civilizations fall apart between then and now so um i, I know anyone who's read the torah 
you, you'll hear atheists, you know, just absolutely crap all over it because it's like, oh, look, they allow for so much. They allow for so much violence. They allow for, you know, um, if you conquer that people over there, you can take their women and, you know, take their. And it's like, do you understand that these people were sacrificing children? Yeah. They weren't going to go from sacrificing children to being classical liberals. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't just have to read human action and understand that if they wanted something more than if they wanted the woman more, they could raise, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, it, it had to be, it had to be done in steps. I mean, and look, a, a little raping and pillaging is nothing compared to, smashing your kid with a rock when he's born. Right. Yeah. And then people will be like, Oh, so why didn't God just change their hearts? And then be like, why didn't what, well, what about free will? Oh God, I can't be, I can't stand these people. I used but to be the, these uh, people. So I understand, but now I can't stand them yeah. either. So yeah. it's funny <laughs> how things the, work. <laughs> yeah, it's well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a journey. We, we always hate that's that, which we can see in, in ourselves absolutely. the most, you know, a- absolutely. That's where it all comes from, whether we're talking about this or politics or whatever, maybe. Yeah. 100%. Um, <laughs> Maximum Weeb too says here the idea that ruling bloodlines are ancient and continues to this day has a lot of credence. Oh, reading comments, good idea, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> but that's how you host a live show. Maxwell Weeb is uh, he's got a lot of information here, so yeah, he's throwing out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. see that that's seven thousand. Then something like Younger Dry is supposed to be like eleven thousand. If you're going biblical fl- flood, it's five thousand. Like, are these are these just mathematical errors, or are, is this happening? more frequently on some scale that's kind of like are there many many floods many cataclysms that we're almost always having to prepare you know prepare for in some way and then you have like tartarian theory where some of them say this blows the whole thing (laughs) yeah jesus lived 500 years ago Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 then when you start changing the timelines and the 1800s didn't was a reset then it's like i don't even know where to go with this stuff because because then there's also the thing since we're just going to be all over with this it's way more fun this way um you know some of the people that talk about the dinosaur bones and stuff, like they have a big reason that I can't explain right now. Cause I don't really know it um, to doubt the, the concept of like carbon dating, which is a lot of what this stuff is based off of too. So it's like, part of me is like, Oh wow. This, the age of go black, tappy is really impressive. I don't know. What if this is all like, I have no idea. It looks old. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if we can't believe the carbon dating from dinosaur bones, I'm not sure if I can believe the dating on any of this stuff as a, as a complete, you know, noob here who really knows nothing about it. I mean, even, even when I was in seminary, I would really get upset at, um, when they would talk about, um, dating, um, like texts, scripture, and they'd be like, Oh yeah. So, you know, we could date this because it was, because it was on an animal skin. We can actually date that to this time and everything. Because cheetahs lived in this area in this yeah. year. And I'm like, but yeah, I'm like, but yeah, but then you say that you're not going to believe that, um, you know, you're not going to believe that dinosaurs, you know, lived, you know, a, a billion years ago because you don't trust carbon dating, but you only trust. But now you trust carbon dating because, you know, this bone was found next to this, this, um, this book, you know, this parchment that's, you know, a part of the Gospel of John or something like that. And that's so now you're getting a date. And it's like, just you can't just choose what you want. You just can't say, well, it doesn't work for this, but it works for this because I need it to work for this. You know? Right, right. 
Yeah. yeah and I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe with all that stuff. Cause how can I know, you know, there's guys yeah. with instruments and they're, you know, I don't know what the hell they're doing. So I mean, I guess that makes me scientifically ignorant, but I, I think most people that a lot of people that say that repeat this stuff with confidence are just as scientifically ignorant because they also don't know how it works. They're just repeating it because a, a higher source that they trust because they have a coat on or a degree from somewhere. So who really knows how how accurate you can really be with with scientifically dating the you know the how old something is like that. Well, before we went live, I um I, I threw up a tweet and I put it on Facebook. Said um we live in a time when science that put the TM for trademark. Tells us men can get pregnant and have periods, but Graham Hancock's theories need to be apologized for. Oh, yeah, aren't they trying uh, to have it have it changed to the fiction section? I saw something about that. Yeah. They're trying to turn. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the yeah. latest the woke campaign. Oh, when you, yeah, when you pull it up, when you just pull up the um, when you throw it into Google, so the first thing, ancient apocalypse, um, the strange and dangerous right wing freak out over ancient apocalypse. That's from the New Republic. Artnet <laughs> archaeologists asked Netflix to reclassify Graham Hancock's unfounded thing. Slate magazine, ancient apocalypse on Netflix is Graham Hancock's theory through true. Um, the Guardian, lost city of Atlantis, rises again to fuel a dangerous myth. <laughs> you know, so it's like you know and. Yeah, they they archaeologists want to have it um, put in the fiction section. Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, anything having to do with any theories about um, that thing. Ancient aliens isn't even in the fiction section. It's on the History Channel and no one complains about it. That's what's so hilarious to me is that it's totally fine to talk about aliens being responsible for everything, which makes me just question the whole alien thing at all because that seems to be what's pushed as the answer for everything. So it's like, all right, why do you want me to think this is alien so much that so much so that you're willing to have 24 hour marathons on a channel called the History Channel that's typically speaking, although this isn't, they have a bunch of weird shows, but before like 20 years ago was considered like a, where you got your hi- straightforward history boring dry ass documentaries obviously ancient aliens probably gets way better ratings so so there you go uh but it's like that stuff seems to be so fine to talk about graham hancock is and comes out and says something much tamer like by far just that there were some cataclysms and some people rebuilt with technology we don't quite understand pretty loosely speaking and they go after him it's it's wild to watch yeah, well, and anything pro science related in the last two and a half years, if you know what I'm saying, so we don't have to, you know, <laughs> yes. S- S- Susan, go fuck yourself. Um, you, that has to be in the fiction section as well, mm-hmm. because I mean, none of that stuff came true. None of it came true. Mm-hmm. It's just it's ridiculous. It's, you know, and yeah, and and Maxim Weed makes a really good point here. He says, it "Seems like they don't want plebs questioning the past, because, it, I mean, yeah, they want you to like um, the whole thing about unless dark. you're saying that it's aliens, and then it's like right. then it's totally fine, right? Right? Or unless it's ridiculous, you know. If you're saying that in like the med in the dark ages and medieval times that like you know literacy literacy didn't exist, which is another myth that a lot of people have done a really good job of debunking lately. Um, They just, they want, they don't want you looking to the past because um, one, if you look to the past, even under, I think even under serfdom, 
you can look and be like, go, those guys weren't working eight to 12 hours a day. Hmm. That's, that's odd. Why are we working eight to 12 hours a <laughs> yeah. day? Um, a lot of us would be, have a lot more lackadaisical lifestyle if only we were regular old serfs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it really is. I mean, articles have been written about No, that. but I'm free. I'm working 80 hours a week at this other, for this other guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, it's, it's like the people who, yeah, I understand that some people have become wedded to modernity. Um, even people that we know, but it's, um, when you understand that there were back then because of the simplicity of life, they, and, you know, even if say, even if, um, people weren't literate, you know, why did people, why did they have to make it so that everyone was literate so they could propagandize so right. you could read the propaganda and understand the propaganda which goes um, right back into why with the fiction of the last two or three years who bought into it the most the most well-read people you know yeah the phds and Not yeah, it's just uh, yeah, piled higher and deeper but the um but yeah i mean i think to, to head back to hancock um if if somebody does have indisputable knowledge that a, an advanced civilization um, existed long ago. Um, That would really, I I think that would cause a lot of people to start asking questions. Um, I also think it would cause a lot of people to um, start questioning religion and faith, things like that. Both ways. I mean, you could really go both ways with that one. Yeah. And let's face it, um, for as much as Christians are attacked by leftists in this country, um, those leftists need, need Christians because Mm -hmm. Christians, because most of those Christians are like, well, you know, love your enemy and, you know, be, be kind to the government because of Romans 13 and passages like that. And, you know, they don't want people breaking out of that paradigm. Also, why would, you know, I, I think they may understand that the more you attack something, the, the more it tends to grow and people tend to dig their heels in. And um, another thing that another reason why I would think the left and everyone in charge would why they would want Christianity to keep growing is because the overwhelming majority of Christianity um, really cares about that little country over there in the Middle East that controls everything. So um, keeping people um, from asking questions and even going back a couple centuries to realize that those teachings are um, just a couple centuries old about that little country. Um, don't look to the past, you know, don't certainly don't go back 200 years, but don't go back to, you know, don't go back 12,000. Speaking of mythical nations, um, what are your thoughts about Atlantis and the, the Atlantis connection to all this, which I I believe they did bring up in one episode. I don't, I don't think it's Graham Mm -hmm. Hancock's necessary theory, uh, but uh, he certainly gives credence to it, you know, referencing the works of Plato and everything describing Atlantis. And, and again, another situation where the timelines kind of do line up for all of that around when the younger Dryas sort of, I think we did touch on it, but the, one of the theories being a comet comes by every X number of time. Um, that's the serpent in the sky. And then 
asteroids and such and whatnot, debris, whatever comets do, fart all over the Earth, cataclysm ensues, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Every, whatever it may be. I mean, Atlantis is interesting because, obviously, because Plato wrote about it. Um, I don't, you know, sometimes I wonder about uh, ancient documents when I, um, Tacitus was a, a historian of the first century and around the 11th century, I think the ninth, 10th or 11th century, uh, someone got a hold of his writings and started inserting things into it. Like, uh, one of the things they inserted into it was that he, um, he said, Oh yes, this person, Jesus Christ was absolutely real. And he was the son of God and the son of man and the son of God. And then when they found older, older versions of his writings, it was like, that wasn't in there. So, Hmm. um, you got to ask, did Plato actually write that? Hmm. Was that put in there later for something, for some reason? So um, I know the Greek writings are actually um, pretty well, pretty well handed down and they were, uh, they were handled well. They, they were, they were pretty much, I would say um, preserved as well as the old Testament. The old Testament is preserved really well. I think they found a, they found a, a really good copy of most of the books of the Old Testament from like the second century BC, and it was really close. It was really close. So, yeah, and, and I'm all over I, the place, but no, that's 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 exactly that's that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> all over the place, yet focused, because it, it all does sort of sort of tie back in together. It, it for me, it always just ties back into my. I'm always trying to figure out the grand unifying theory of everything. Um, so within that, I I I always look for the patterns. So like, when does something that maybe. Well, I, I, I guess Graham Hancock is in a way mainstream. He's on Netflix here. Um, but, you know, when when current science in some way or even if it's like alternative current science finds something that also lines up with ancient known to be passed down, known to be well preserved ancient texts and other ones from totally different parts of the world. And then, oh, look at these structures. Look at the similarities here are timelines that begin to line up again. So it's not like, it's not like guy from Egypt takes a boat to South America and then thousands. It's, it's not like that's not the timeline. The timeline is this is all happening simultaneously. So whatever it was, it seems to have been relatively speaking worldwide, the, the creation of these structures, the worship of these structures, um, whether or not, one place was called Atlantis that ended up submerged. That's a cool theory. I mean, we still name an ocean after it. So there, there's probably something there. Um, but it, to me, it's just the, it's the, it's the most I've seen a well-produced because I'm so used to like online conspiracy type videos on, on this sort of thing. Uh, so it's nice to actually see something well-produced, I would say. And, um, and probably the most mainstream out there, um, I, unless you would count ancient aliens, but I really think ancient aliens just discredits itself probably on purpose just by being all about aliens, 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 you know, the meme aliens. Um, I, I gotta think that's kind of for a reason it's, it's to make all this stuff sound silly and, and instantly compare it, a show like ancient apocalypse to ancient aliens, which is, is already what people are doing, even though Graham Hancock completely distances himself from it. Sure. You know, and then you have to wonder why they, I think you said why they did allow it to go on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. For, and then yeah, we can go in, in the full loop too. So I, I do that too. But. It isn't like uh, Edward Bernays's like grandson or something. Didn't he start Netflix? Or I mean, that, that would track. I don't know, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, would, um, I would believe it. <laughs> no. The, 
yeah, the the idea. And that- maybe it's all maybe it's all comet scare. Maybe that you know maybe they want to scare us about comets, and you know if this gets out into the culture, real or not. They can scare scare us about comets or asteroids or something, and then you know we'll have our next you know comet lockdown. Yeah, well, here here's a really good um, point to make. It, it always seems like all of these places that they talked about, especially in the first few seasons of Ancient Aliens, were elsewhere. There are so many places in the United States that yeah, we just, we just yeah. don't talk about mm-hmm. where, you know, the, I mean, the serpent, the, mound. The, the serpent mound in Ohio and everything, but I mean, there's mounds, every, there's mounds here in Alabama. There's mounds everywhere. It's like, I mean, where, why don't we talk about uh, no one talk? I mean, you, and who no knows what's underneath? Culture. Like how yeah. many of this stuff did they just think was a hill until they started digging? We're like, wait a minute, this isn't just a hill. I mean, there could be, there could be mountains that we think are, that aren't even mountains or that are more than a mountain. Maximum. We was saying that Robert Sepper's video on Atlantis traces genetic lineage of, of the survivors and gives a very compelling case. Can you find that on 23 and me? Can you see like, Oh, I'm 2% Lanyan. Sweet. That'd be that'd be sweet. Uh, well, maybe that's what they. Um, this guy, that Robert guy, should start his own website where they'll, they'll track your Atlantean DNA. <laughs> well, maybe that's in Twenty Three and Me. Don't they have? Um, unlike Ancestry dot com, they will give you the percentage of yeah, um, like uh, Neanderthal you are or something like that. Yep. Yeah, you, yeah. None yeah, for me. So. I didn't have any. You didn't? No. no. A lot of Irish. <laughs> no Neanderthal to be found. So Maxwell Williams says yes to great grandson or grandnephew of Edward Bernays is Reed Hastings. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. Bernays was the grandnephew of of Sigmund Freud. The, everything always connects. Uh, and, it, and it always yeah. sounds just about right when you when you find out about it. And then you you're you're hearing um Brian Dawson's bell in the background <laughs> <laughs> oh is that what that was <laughs> um, yeah i mean it, it does make you think like so if there's truth to it or, there, or then why am i watching it like what netflix is not you know this is not the the dark corners of youtube back in the day before youtube was youtube you know this is like something that is being paid for a lot of money for like this is not coming out of grand hancock's pocket here uh so they're pumping millions of dollars i imagine into producing this show um is it just for three more subscribers or i mean i don't know we're doing a show about it so maybe it is generating conversation and that's all our part of a broader marketing strategy which i'm sure it is but it, it does make you wonder especially with all the political and and like once you see it, it's hard to unsee it. Everything you see is for a reason. Everything that's promoted is for a reason. Um, there's a reason ancient aliens ex- is so incredibly acceptable. Um, and I, I think a large part of that is promoting the aliens aspect of it. Um, I used to think it was like revolutionary to, to believe in aliens. and think the government is hiding them until I realized that every b- piece of media, every piece of, t- uh, you know, propaganda I've seen about aliens has actually come from the government or come from those propaganda sources. So it's, it's totally the way I think about it, um, which is maybe a, a, a whole other topic we could go down sometime, but oh, not really. It's not because it, it, it might tie directly into into this topic exactly. Actually, or you know, it could just be a distraction. I mean, you know, the you can't even discount that the whole Kanye West thing is a distraction away from other things that are happening right now. I mean, you know, the more people talk about that, the less they talk about inflation, things like that. 
Um, but I do think the Graham Hancock thing is um, goes beyond um, goes beyond science and goes to philosophy. Mm-hmm. So you're you really have to. You're not only asking how; you're asking why, yeah. and I think that's probably the most the most important thing about it to me is I've gotten past the how, you know, it's like the whole, like nine yeah. 11. I used to kill. Well, I, I used to, how the, how, how they, it's like, yeah. no, why, why did they do I, that? I've been That's down all the rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just want to know why. So, um, right. Right. The, and, but, and at some point you realize the how and the details on some of the stuff. Yeah. It's interesting, but it is a distraction from what really matters. Like even if you gain the how, Okay, so what? What are you really going to do with that? Does it? Are you are you going to act differently in life? Is your life going to improve because you have this knowledge? Like, obviously not. But the why? Okay, well, that might get at something a little deeper. David Lambert says here, thinking about recent history, I live in northern. Is that New Hampshire? Um, in the late eighteen hundreds, New ha- yeah, New Hampshire was ten percent forested. Now we are eighty percent forested, and when you walk through the woods, you see cellar holes and stone walls everywhere, mm. almost like they're trying to hide something. I even uh, remember, like, just growing up in a small town in Connecticut, being out in the woods, and like, I mean, I don't know, they, they might have just been structures from thirty years ago, some guy's house, but I, like, n- like I remember just coming across these weird little stone buildings in the middle of the woods. Like I wouldn't really think anything of it. But now, now that I see some of the, this stuff, I, especially with the Tartaria stuff, I just always have my wheels turning. Like, so what is, so was that like some older thing actually? Am do you ever I just... see chimney? Do you ever see chimneys? Just chimneys? Yeah. Yeah. You see, that? I know exactly yeah, in, what you're talking about. In the like, South. So where does that go? Oh, you go um, like um, backwoods here. been doing a, a lot of backwoods driving lately. Um, chimneys everywhere. Just everywhere, you know. It's like, well, why didn't they take those down either? You know, you're obviously you're tearing down the house around it. So, why isn't that coming down? It's wild. It's really. I mean, it's it's enough to just. Uh, I think we've both been there. You can just you could spend all night and probably have uh, just thinking about this stuff and going going down rabbit holes. Um, and yeah, so that that's that's why I have a fascination with this topic. And um, it, I, but it, to me, I think the fascinating thing about the show is just how, for bad or for good, for ill intent or not, how uh, how in front of so many more people it is it to be to be seen as a mainstream thing that grandma could literally stumble upon and watch and not necessarily run away from. She might, you know, she might be a little blown away if if, it's, if she hasn't dipped her toe into the weird weird waters yet but like i mean there was a time when graham hancock's books were the most mind-blowing thing i've ever read um so and that can lead you down a bunch of different rabbit holes so if it gets people thinking a little bit differently uh just thinking about the whys more in life and you know things hidden and whatnot then i think it's uh may have a positive effect even if there is some you know weird you know 7d chest level nefarious reason for for releasing it well something that's really smart that he did um Those chimneys were all detached, imported from camps in Poland. Um, <laughs> um, one of the things that he did that's really smart, and it was ancient aliens did it well too, is they show how grand these structures are, and it's it, it causes people to go. Um, it's really good, you know, filmmaking or whatever. The to go, how do, who made that? And how do they make it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the first thing when I saw Gobekli Tepe, that's the first thing I said. I'm like, who carved these reliefs into these stones? Who carved the stones? How did they, how did they do this? Did they move it from somewhere else? 
is it um then there's one the other one that they showed which was another i can't remember what the name of it was it was something else tepe and the stones that they carved there were actually carved out of the earth that's so they actually formed formed these things and who did this it does and, make you think like okay maybe maybe they just worked really hard for a long time with some but you're like how do they do this without power tools how 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 is that possible some of this stuff especially the way um like i remember that one in the bahamas like the way some of these stones are carved like some of these stones are carved to be placed in a very specific way to hold each other up so it's like how are they carving stones with such precision like I, I can maybe believe that a bunch of guys with primitive tools just spend a lot of time just digging away. But man, at some point it's just like, but at this, at this level, for what reason it's like just for the heck of it, because they haven't even figured out farming yet. Well, and I'd also really like to see some, see some of those tools. Yeah. Where are they? Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, were they diamond tip? Did they, had they figured that out? I mean, and maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's the space lasers. You know, I'm open to it. <laughs> but <laughs> space lasers. <laughs> we were just talking about Marjorie Taylor Green in the chat today. That's funny. The um, but you know, just to probably because the one that I've studied the most is Gobekli Tepe. Is Okay, so they're giving you. It's almost like a limited hangout unto itself. They're giving you the date. Yeah. But then they're telling you that hunter gatherer hunter gatherers built this. Yeah. It's like, and it, we're giving you a date that makes no sense within the narrative, but then we're still defaulting to the old narrative that literally contradicts what you just said. Yeah. So if that, you know, taking that into consideration, it does seem like they're trying to hide at who built these, because if you say that hunter gatherers did it, well, maybe the average person is not just not smart enough to be like, well, they couldn't have, they weren't, they didn't have the tools. They didn't have the know-how somebody else would have had to do this. And then, you know, ancient aliens and Sukalos. Either they were more advanced or someone else was there. That was. Yeah. 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 So um, I think that, you know, and then they, they say that, oh, it was a it was a place where they worshipped. So people came from all around and then they would come there at certain times. And Graham Hancock, I think, seems to think that there were people who actually lived there that, you know, were, you know, took care of it. It wasn't just like a church building that people that they came to once a week. Um, and, you know, there is. I, I think they have found human bones around there, um, which would make sense. I mean, I would assume that maybe some of the people who built it or whatever would want to be buried there. But then you also have the question of human sacrifice, um, and it seems like that was. Um, they have evidence for that on Malta. Mm-hmm. That they, so, which brings you back to thinking: all right, human sacrifice feels a little demonic, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, you just got you got to wonder. You got to wonder what these, you know, yeah. And then it brings me right back to, you know, are the, did the people who build these are they still with us? Are are their relatives not not are they still with us? But is their bloodline still with us? Are, are they, they the reptilians? Yeah, what have I mean, you, you know, who the, hell, who the hell knows? You ever yeah. see those videos? I'm sure you've seen them where they show like famous people on TV and then their eyes flip and it's supposed to be their reptile eye. Yeah. 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 yeah but I always just tell myself those are fake, but there's a part of me that was like, well, maybe that's not maybe. 
Uh, I mean, they, they are pretty have become pretty brazen about just openly telling you what they're doing mm-hmm. and like just basically challenging you to do something about it. So who knows? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I, there's that theory that David Icke does that because he, he's so right on everything else that he does this just to make himself to discredit himself in the eyes of a lot of people so that they won't come and put a bullet in his head. Right, right. Just to make it silly enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I, I saw David Icke. I was uh, I was living in England for a semester in college, and I saw an advertisement for this documentary about him, and I thought it was pretty fascinating. This guy who like was a soccer player, football player, or whatever, and uh, heard voices in his head, and then saw the world differently, and it became this conspiracy guy. And there's this person in the back interviewing him, and he's like, "They're like uh, a lot of people think that when you say that the world is secretly run by reptiles, that you really mean the Jews." David, are you talking about the Jews? And he turns around. And straight face says, "No, I'm literally talking about reptiles." <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, uh, "That's." I mean, yeah. Later, I like dig dug deeper into his stuff, but it just. And I still didn't even know. I didn't know if he was serious or if he was just so deadpan in his humor because it was like you couldn't tell. So I don't know. I really don't know what to, what to think about that. But <laughs> Max, my David Icke story. Maxwell Weave says Robert Sepper has. In a Jekyll Island video a few months back, proved that the Federal Reserve was created in a room directly above an ancient Indian child sacrifice altar. That was no accident. And now I'm now I'm itching because I've been in that room. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. And no coincidences. Well, one more thing I want to touch on before we wrap up is that, um, you know, I. There was one, at least one episode where I think it was about the Mexican temple in this case, Cholula, where, uh, you know, Graham Hancock says like, oh, there are. Am I the only one who kept thinking Chalupa? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, He says that there were. they were worshiping these uh, these snake gods, but uh, but also it was they they said they described Quetzalcoatl and like others that came like giants. And now Graham Hancock kind of plays it down here because probably because he wants to keep unlike David Icke with reptilians, he wants to keep himself out of crazy land. That's why he distances himself from ancient aliens. He also said, now of course they don't mean literal giants; they mean uh, intellectual giants. But uh, I'm like, well, but maybe they're because. So, do what do you think about that? Because to me, I'm like, well, I don't know. Literal giants explains these giant steps that are not really what a regular human would need as steps in a lot of these places. So I'm open to it. Well, but yeah, he likes to say he's not, you know, it's I, just I'm definitely intellectual. Open. I'm definitely open to science, uh, giant theory, um, because <laughs> Maxim Weeb has been mentioning Robert Sepper and he has a great video, um, going over where he's just reading these newspaper, um, accounts from like the late 1800s and the early 1900s where it's like and this um you know this university found an 11 foot tall skeleton mm-hmm. and a, a human skeleton so um well i mean i would think that they would probably they'd have to be both intellectual and um, oh yeah they were they, they, they were, certainly would have had to be both i agree but the i mean <laughs> If JFK's brain can disappear, then all of these skeletons can disappear. Yeah, I mean, they just make it. You know, if the if all these things exist or existed at some point, they just make them disappear. I mean, look at the. Um, you know, I don't think it's it's a coincidence that the 
the people that the United States decided to side with in Syria were the ones going through and trashing ancient artifacts. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like, um, I mean, they weren't on our side supposedly, but who knows how this stuff all works. The Taliban was like destroying a bunch of stuff in um, art in um, Afghanistan as well. Right. Um, yeah, the the two Buddha. I think the two Buddhas yeah. are gone. Yeah, yep, those two giant Buddhas. Yeah. So, yeah, I was reading a book recently about the the blue paint that was on them and where the the caves that it came from. The um, but yeah, I mean, I just think that it's one of those things where if you look at how much we've lost. And I put lost in quotes because I don't know that we've lost all that stuff. And if we have lost it, I think we've lost it on purpose. Lost or hidden is the, is the question really. So hidden or destroyed and gone forever. Um, Why? I think the question, the question comes down to um, here, here, let's, let's put this, um, relate this back to Kanye. So if Kanye is just, if they're completely wrong, that um, Jewish people own slave ships and own the slave markets. Okay, then he's wrong. What's what? Okay, he's wrong. What's wrong with that? Okay, if Graham Hancock is wrong, why is that dangerous? Right. Where's the da- where's yeah. the danger in it? You know, <laughs> why why does it you know me think that protesteth too much? Because I th- in theory, that's why ancient aliens okay is okay in the mainstream view. They would probably say, well, it's obviously silly. It's obviously wrong. So we can, you know, we're not going to waste our time attacking it. But then, you know, Graham Hancock comes in with using actual science. And, you know, he and the great thing about him is he doesn't claim to be a scientist. Mm-hmm. He just knows great scientists. And he asks and he doesn't even claim to know this. He's just floating yeah, it as yeah. a possibility. And he gets so much like so much pushback just on the, floating the possibility based on evidence that he's, you know, collated. Sure. Yeah. And uh, okay. OK, it's a theory. It's a great theory. Um <laughs> Uncle Adolf had an entire elite group dedicated to investigating these ancient esoteric knowledge and of civilizations. He knew there was some some sort of great power hidden in there. Um, they have to erase it. Um, yeah, I mean, they were definitely uh, people associated with that group that were very interested in what in these ancient um these ancient theories, these ancient artifacts, things like that, it, whether they did have power, whether they did hold power, um, you know, it's kind of hard to ignore um, like uh, Manly P. Hall, Manly P. Hall. Anybody who's read Manly P. Hall can look and say, OK, there are they can nod may- and, and, and sound smart, but I don't know who that is. What, what did he do? Uh, Manly P. Hall. Oh, God, what was the, the name of the book? I can't remember the name of the book that he wrote. Give me one sec. Well, we all got Google. It's the nice thing it, about this. Oh, where is it? Oh, the Secret Teachings of the Ages. Where and yeah, he he wrote oh, books oh. like the Lost the Lost Keys of Freemasonry. The covers of these look so cool. Oh, I know. Nineteen twenty eight. Ooh, I want. Yeah. Some, I'm gonna. I want. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just for the cover, amazing. I want it. And he, you know he he talked about he talked about these things and. Maybe there is no power in it, but there are obviously people who think there are power in these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So um, it's not why. And 
That's why the why is important. So maybe you don't need to know the mechanisms of whatever it may be, whether it's a black magic or whether it's how these things work. What you need to know is, or at least what is more relevant anyway. I don't know if we need to know it necessarily. I guess it depends on what it is. If they were just building structures for the hell of it, maybe it's not that important, but it seems like there's certainly something more to it than that. You know, and people give people, people give that group from Germany in the 1930s hell for believing in these things and wanting to know more about them. But I mean, if you, if you believe that there was a, you know, a very tight knit group that ran the world and you thought that they believe these things and that they mm-hmm. may possibly be using these things, why wouldn't you want to get that power too? Especially when you see them as your ultimate enemy and you want to, and you need to destroy them and you want to take their power away from them. So, you know, I've um, dug, I've dug into some of these things I've taught, um, talked about it a couple times looking into um people like um was edgar case oh yeah people like that you know i've actually done edgar case's uh meditation technique that scared the hell out of me well that sounds um, that sounds dangerous and frightening yeah it was very it was probably one of the only times in my life that i actually have been frightened metaphysically uh-huh. but um which might tell you i mean you know, when you're dabbling in that, in that kind of stuff, um, it, there's probably, there's possibly truth to it. Um, but it certainly probably would drive you mad too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I studied all that stuff and, you know, I, I, I think that is if, if the people that the, the, the real people in power believe in this stuff, if this is their religion, if this is their, let's say it's their power. Why w- they don't want anyone looking into the past and seeing traces of it or uh, wondering where it came from or discovering it, actually people believing in it. You know, um, I believe that they give you enough to, you know, I think everything that you see out there that would have truth in it is just an extremely limited hangout. You're getting ten percent, ten percent of the truth they want. They're willing to give you, and uh, they hold back, and then they'll give you a little bit more if uh, if if enough demand for it. But I mean, I honestly believe that the people in charge actually believe in these things. So I think they would want these things hidden, and they're they're going to control. They're they're going to um, make sure to control exactly what it is. Unless which, it's um, you know, unless it's like an inversion kind of thing. It's a a revelation of the method. Maybe it's like the opposite. Maybe it's you know we 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 want you guys to know. We want you to know in through the culture through these things we allow out there, so that when we do it, you you know what's going on, and you still can't do anything to stop it. And that's where we draw our power from but i'm just i'm just slapping my gums i could go either way well john page here in the comments is saying it's all aliens and lizard people so yeah when it comes down to it yeah i mean aren't aren't we all at the end of the day i mean remember um like like a year and a half ago vin i think vin said on one of the episodes that we did together he's like you know i used to tell people to um you know, listen to David Ike. Listen to the first half, and then when he starts mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. lizard people, stop. He goes, maybe now we're at the point where you don't listen to the first half. Yeah, you just started lizard, lizard people. people. <laughs> <laughs> it's much more fitting to our times, and it explains a lot more. Whether they're real lizards or not, I'm not even sure if that part matters. It might matter a little bit if they're shape shifting lizards. I might, I might be something I'd like to know. <laughs> 
yeah max but that would tie right in with the 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 snake worship and the lizard were and there's always that that theme and in every ancient culture whether there's um whether they're structures or not there's snakes and dragons and lizards everywhere and this cannot be a coincidence well i mean even on the on the cover of the national geographic you can see what looks like a boar um what could possibly be a pig or be a um you know something a cow of some sort and everything so um you know, what did they worship and why and who are they? Maxim Weeb says, if weaponized autists learn that God lives inside them literally on a quantum mechanical level and their their consciousness is powerful enough to create a new universe, then the regime is finished. Well, that's, yeah, I, I guess that's, so. quite, that's quite a sentence. I'm not sure if I want anyone to have that power. Yeah, I know. Yeah, especially, well, especially the weapon, some of the weaponized autists I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pete. Well, uh, any 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 final thoughts here before we wrap up, or do you want to lay out what what ex- do you have an exact grand unifying theory about all the stuff that that you favor or that you uh, would like to lay out? No, I mean i I tend to believe that um, after the after the younger dryas, after they started rebuilding, you know, I think there was a. Um, there was a group that helped him rebuild and helped him get through it. Um, but I just tend to think that they went in the direction of some kind in to a very primitive direction. It was um, as far as religion goes, it seems like they went very primitive and I'm wondering, I, I tend to believe that whoever this guiding group was did that on purpose that they could have, shared knowledge with them but they d- either thought they they couldn't handle it or they didn't want them to have that they knowledge. shared the fruits of knowledge in exchange for worship or straight up sacrifices for whatever reasons you can concoct or not um but they didn't share the actual knowledge right so and that's the which would explain hunter gatherers actually you know yeah so yeah, yeah. So, all right hunter gatherers it is yeah and then I think it just it, it grew from there. I don't know that you know the question is is did they how much did they step back into the fold and try to guide civilization, especially western civilization um or did they sit back and i mean if you believe in the theory that they're you know, descend their descendants of the people who uh, the people in power now are descent their descendants. Then they probably have been in charge this whole time, mm-hmm. in in one way, way, shape, or form. So you know, Which it really we, makes we need, telling people to read books just seem so silly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, visit the visit the Vatican and see how much. Um, you know, why is there why are there pine cones on display there? Why you know so. What's it's the pine cone significance? The pineal gland. Oh, oh, oh wow. I never thought of that. Yeah. Bing. So, yeah. So well, there, it, there are many rabbit holes we could go down for, yeah. I think, many, <laughs> many hours. So maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have to make this a semi-regular thing when we have uh, something along these hey, lines to, uh, to, to discuss. I'm, I'm it's always a nice little treat for everybody. Conversations, yeah. All right, Pete. Good stuff. Enjoyed it. Good times. We'll see you soon. Thanks, man.